right, let's uh, let's uh, continue our momentum here. Uh, if you could turn your Bibles to Mark chapter four, uh, Hallelujah. All right, Mark chapter four. But I, but I want to read this. I've read this before, but I want to read it again. There's a stewardship in which we must focus on gathering resources and uh, gathering resources, gathering leaders, skills, knowledge, and so on uh, is what we establish, what we call uh, as the climb. It's the climb, the uh, mountain or the hill. Uh, but there comes a time when God speaks to us and he says, it is time for an encounter with my presence. It is, it is time for an encounter with my presence. And when the weight of my glory collides with your preparation and obedience. Thing is, the weight of God's glory is, is looking for a rendezvous. And that rendezvous is with uh, preparation and obedience. Right? You are going to experience unstoppable momentum. Unstoppable momentum. You will see divine acceleration. Now, now, that's a quote, which, of course, I added some things to it, by Helen Calder, C-A-L-D-E-R, uh, something that the Lord revealed to me, but, but it, was, it was right in line with what God is trying to, or, or assisting us, or challenging us, or pulling on us to draw into, and that's uh, momentum. All right, so with that in mind, let's go to uh, Mark chapter 10. I'm not going to do as much review today because I've already um, went through some things. But again, we have the, the previous teachings, SoundCloud video in a couple weeks. Sound, at least SoundCloud. So you can keep step. And I would go back and, and look through it. We already talked about what vision is about. We already talked about how we line up vision as where we're going to be with God, where we're going to be in our covenants and families uh, as it relates to our family, extended family friends and the desires of our heart you know that's our template for vision and we're plugging everything into vision and the thing is if you're serious about your relationship with God then you're playing off of calibrating yourself to God's will and everything else is playing off of, off of that so it's like you know years ago people didn't have uh, map quests or google maps and things like that but they did have a compass but the compass is of no value unless you can what read it but read it so, 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 right. So you had to, had, there was always a point it was playing off of, right? <laughs> because in the early years, the compasses didn't have north, east, west, and south on it. <laughs> right? They, it, it, would, it, would, it would magnetize or would, it would harmonize with a, with a point, a direction, right? And I think you mentioned north, right? Right? And so once, once it, the arrow pointed to what it was attracted to, and so, so back then the compasses just, just wherever that arrow was, it would snap into the the point of where you're playing on, and you just what mentioned what north, right? All right, so that arrow of direction would snap into what you're playing off of, and that was what you just mentioned what the north, right? Where's the north? Not necessarily, right? So scripture says uh, 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 promotion doesn't come from the east, west, or the south, but it comes from above. So again, not necessarily for your position, 
but when you think of north you think of above right so in our life our arrow or our compass is snatching itself back to the point of what we're playing off of uh, set your affections on things above right Colossians 3 right Colossians 3 I think verse 2 so, so we're we're calibrating ourselves to play off of that so now when we start when we come back every year and we come back around the vision we're playing off of what's God's vision for our lives so that's where everything starts God so so when we don't spend time with church when we don't spend time with God when we spend time you know with videos and food and different things like that what are we playing off of some of us get up every day and our and our day is food right yeah, I mean, you're all with me here. Let's, I'm just being. Come on, man. All right, but 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 we but but I guarantee the people that focus on food is probably looking at the people that focus on lust and go, I don't know what's wrong with them. Well, you should. <laughs> you should. You know, their addiction is is just not food, right? And, and again, eat. Listen, we eat. I eat. I eat all the time. Eat. I, well, I didn't really eat this morning, drank this morning, but you know, so, but you know, I was, we need nourishment, all right. But but that's not what we plan off of, right? That's not what we plan. We're not planning off of stuff. We're not planning off of things. We're planning off of what God. All right, just 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 to just to keep that in mind, right? All right, so let's 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 go here because we're talking about momentum, and we'll do Mark chapter four, and we'll start here at verse twenty. It says, and look, look, and these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, receive it, and bring forth fruit, produce from it. So they hear what God is saying, they they receive it, they absorb it, because you know sometimes God is saying something. What were we talking about that? He, uh, you mentioned the scripture from Master Life, uh, Revelation three twenty, right? He stand at the door and knock, right? And it's, it, don't the scripture don't it goes on to say the, the person that hears his voice. Like they'll open the door and let them in, right? And so, so it says they hear the word, they receive it, they're letting it in, right? And it says, look, they produce fruit from it, right? But it says some is producing 30, some 60, and some 100. That's momentum, right? That's momentum right there, right? You can, you can see that, right? I'm sorry, I, I, I was supposed to be reading it, wasn't I? What was it, 20? It says it's, uh, they which sown on... These are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, receive it, and bring forth fruit. So it's a momentum. I'm not just hearing it. I'm actually receiving it. I'm not just receiving it, but I'm producing fruit from it. And, and now the previous verses was talking about how some, uh, they heard the word and it was snatched immediately by Satan. Some got offended, right? Then it says some received on stony ground. It did, never took root. There was a negative momentum, right? Right? And it says, and it choked the word, and it, and it, it became unfruitful. So it's not, it's, listen, we're not just hearing the word to know it. So we can go around quoting it, so we can, like, gloss over, I know scripture that you don't know. No, the measure of, 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 the, of you valuing the word is the fruit that you produce from it. Right? So, so then you got, it says some actually received it. It got in. They opened the door and let them in. But they also let in everything else. It's just like uh, we did a premarital courtship with this couple. 
And so when they met as singles, they were they had different momentums. They were going at different paces, right? Now, now but 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 there th was a collision that took place, right? And so this is the, the, their hearts collided, and so now they both start thinking a little different. You know, now I have to consider this guy, and then he had to consider some things. I remember they first came in. Uh, can, can I share this? All right, so, so Terrence had a, you know, Ter Terrence was a big time producer. I, I, I said big time, I don't know how big it was, but I think it, it, he's doing pretty good. Promoter, all right? So, 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 so this, this T, this T. Yo, you know, you walk into the, the event, what's up, what's up? Because he's promoting it, right? And so to harmonize with what God was trying to do in their life, which is a result is that little guy right there, and, and some other things they're doing, they had to shift some things. Now, what they had established as singles was because they were single. But they couldn't bring a single life into a covenant world, right? So they was developing a new momentum, right? Does that make sense? Right? They was crossing over to do some, some things different, right? And so, so it wasn't just that they agreed to be in a relationship, right? Now, 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 now they had to merge together, right? So that means you had to let some things go, right? <laughs> he being nice. He said he had to stop. Yeah, he had to <laughs> yeah. The, the the promotion atmosphere wasn't conducive for a future covenant, right? <laughs> and he said it. I was, you know, I, was, I guess I was, you know. He said you don't got to dance faster. Just, 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 just come out, come out with it. I had to shut it down, <laughs> right? Um, they shut down some other things too, didn't you? You had to shut down. <laughs> you don't remember? Yeah, he had to shut down some other because they, you know, they committed to the program, so they decided not to be intimate from that point. Look, he said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that, right?" To to until they got married. You remember that? No, so, so they they oh they decided to create a new momentum, right? You understand what I'm saying? So so so. It wasn't just about what they heard in counseling, what they knew. They decided to apply it because they needed to experience some things. And I remember they got to a certain point. We were sitting and talking, and I was like, well, how are you guys doing with shutting down some of the things you used to do before? Uh, Terrence was like, hey, I don't came this far. <laughs> he said, I can't turn around now. The pastor, I can't turn around now. I don't came this far, right? And uh, which, 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 you know. Thank God. <laughs> right? You, you understand what I'm saying? So it's the same thing we're saying. Like, like we sign on to this life with God. Are we trying to carry the old life into a new covenant world? Like, like you know, are we saying, hey, I'm, I'm in this thing now. Now I'm with you, God. What do I have to let go to develop a momentum with you or to keep pace with you? Right? Have we done? When you come to heirs, listen, everybody got all these different backgrounds of church. Uh, uh, some people went to church because mommy and daddy uh, have, was going to that church. Some people went to the church because our whole family has gone to this church. Like, it's almost like voting uh, in politics. Very few of us in this room really know a lot about politics. We vote based on the momentum that we've always had in our lives. Because if we really look behind the curtain, some of us might vote differently. Now, I ain't say which way, I'm just saying. But we only we only want to know, do we? Don't lie. You know, and then sometimes, you know, you hear something, you know, on TV, and you go, yeah, and then you join in, but you really don't know. You have no clue of what's going on in the country. And because, actually, you would have to 
suspend your relationship with God, suspend your relationship in your covenant, to, uh, suspend pursuing what you purposed in your life really to find out about it. Unless you're purposed to be in politics. Right? Okay, we're not talking about, I told you I don't talk about politics. I ain't tell you either way, either side. I'm just saying a lot of us really don't know, right? So when we sign on to this life with God, there's a lot of it we don't know about. So what we do is we, we develop momentum by investing ourselves with finding out what we don't know. People show up here all the time talking about what they know. Okay, what you know has gotten you the results of where you're at. But to develop God's momentum, you got to find out what you don't know, and you got to be willing to yield. That scripture says what? They heard, received, and produced fruit. Not just they heard, and they keep saying, man, you know, I need, I need to change some things. I need to change some things. I need to change some things. Year go by. I need to change some things. I need to change some things. I need to change it. Another year go by. I need to change some things. I need to change some things. Another year go by. Like, you just talking. But you're not changing. Right? Okay, so anyways, that's just, 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 uh, that was the perspective. That's not what we, what I had planned to talk about, evidently the Holy Spirit did. Let's go to chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10, verse 30. We, again, we're talking about momentum. Uh, and it says, uh, verse 29, I'm sorry, verse 29. Mark chapter 10, verse 29. Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that has left house or brethren or sisters, or fathers, or mothers, or wife, or children, or lands for my sake, and the gospels, but he shall receive, look, a hundredfold, now in this time, look, it says, now, it emphasizes now in this time, versus we waiting on heaven to by and by. It says, now in this time, houses, brethren, sisters, mothers, children, lands, it says, with persecution, it says, in the world to come, eternal life. Right, so here, it's, it's talking about there's a momentum of what you got to let go to get a momentum. So there's a, a, a momentum of decrease that facilitates. So there must be a momentum of decreasing to have momentum of increasing. But see, we're holding on to everything, all that weight, trying to get gain from God. We're just, just hanging on like, because there's something that we're used to. But could that be the thing that's stopping you from your breakthrough? Hey, 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 could that be the thing that's chasing your husband away? Uh, we was having a conversation. I was like, I said, babe, a lot of these people, was respectfully, not because they're evil, they're nice people, but they ain't going to get married because they don't want to let go. See, see, they want to hold on to their control and independence, but you can't do that in a covenant, right? Right? You got you, you, you to release some things to develop mo momentum in a relationship. Right? Ain't that right, Pastor Mel? Lord knows I'm not the same Keith I was before we got married. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, but there's a, see, see, there's a fear like, man, I don't know if I let go, uh, am I going to really be happy and fulfilled? Well, then don't get into the covenant, covenant then. Covenant ain't the time to be second guessing it. All right, so anyway, so, so that's momentum. We're talking about momentum. So in Genesis 1, it says that, one of our assignments was to have dominion be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. That's momentum. Right? Genesis 1, 26-28. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above uh, all that we can ask or think. Right? That's momentum. So, so, so God is trying to do exceedingly. He ain't stopping there. Abundantly. He ain't stopping there. Above all that you ask or think. Right? He's trying to... He, like... like 
So he's knocking on that door, Revelation 3.20, and he's like, let me in so I can do exceedingly. Hey, let me in a little deeper so I can do abundantly. Let me in a little deeper so I can do above all that you ask or think. Just keep, keep, ah, just let me in. You let me in a little bit, you allow me, like some of us haven't gotten to exceedingly, so, so that's just, stay, that's step one. Step one is exceedingly. And so, 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 so if we, if, if, if there's a little bit going on, we've, he's at the door. Like we let him in, in proximity of the property. You know, we shut down on the alarms on, on, on the property outside. Yeah, but, so he's, he's at the door. But he's like, can I just come in? If you just let me take a step into the door, I'll do exceedingly. And so have I let him in to at least a step? Exceedingly is all around you. It's all around you. But if it's not, like, like what would be the opposite of exceedingly? Lack. <laughs> but, but, but it wouldn't just be lack, right? I said the opposite of exceedingly. Because having would be, the, lack would be the opposite of just having. He said underperforming. Well, it would probably be like scarcity or something, right? You know, like famine or something like that, right? So if, if that's going on, have we let him in? Is he in proximity? Oh, we, we, we can still be talking about him, right? We can still be acknowledging him. He can be getting a shout out, right? We can have all the spiritual language. But the measure of us letting him in is, is the fruit that's produced, right? Now, this says 30, 60, and some 100, right? But suppose there's no fruit. Now, now, did I say any names? Did I identify any particular individual? Right? But if you're feeling something, the Holy Spirit is talking to you. Right? Not to condemn you, but to convict you like, let me in a little more. Hey, 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 hey. We talked about this in the discipleship class. Hey, what about, could I, what about that vacancy right there? Could I come in there? Could I have that? Hey, what about that schedule? Could I have that schedule? Right, right? What, 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 what about that, that hustle? Can I get that hustle? Hey, 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 hey. Could we try yielding instead of hustling? Can I have that? Hey, what about that, how you have everything under control? Can, 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 can I may have offered some different ways to rearrange that flow? Can, can I? What about that fear? Hey, 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 can I have that? Just, just, let, me, just let me try it. Hey, if, if I don't know what I'm doing with it, you can take it back and do what you've been doing. Mm -hmm. But can I get a shot with what you've never considered to give to me? Mm -hmm. Hey, that marriage. Mm -hmm. Can I have that? Or you, have you settled for it? That's the way they are. Mm -hmm. I have a friend. Uh, I have a friend. We used, to sit, we used to meet all the time. We was all well, armor bearers. So we used to always meet and, and sit out and fellowship. So one night we sit down eating. He said, man. He said, man, I'm under a lot of pressure. I said, what kind of pressure? Man, I got to get this car for my wife. I said, okay. Why are you saying it? He says, man, she's, I know she's praying, man. It's, it's, it's all over me. Like, I can't help it. I, like, I, I got to go to the dealership and I got to get the car. The wife never one time said anything to him. She had her pictures up. She had her confessions up and she had her prayer. And she stayed on it. 
she got the exact car in her picture without any uh, demands, request, or pressure. But a whole lot of interceding. Are you putting that type of pressure on what you desire? As a uh, woman of God, I was really believing for her man of God to actually be consistent with God, right? Just believing. And so, but she maintained her consistency. She never changed her consistency. And because the scripture says you win your, your, your spouse or your husband over by your manner of living. In other words, your, how you press influences your spouse, right? And so, so, so she's just pressing and pressing. First Peter 3, 7. Uh, 3, maybe not 7, it might be 1. It's in there, First Peter 3. All right, so, so then, uh, so she would just get up, go to church, go to church. And he's like, man, man. And so he would drop her off. Like, go, look, look, he's at the building. He's dropping her off and going home. Come back, pick her up. And so, so. Then, then, you know, after a while, he's like, listen, he, she's convicting him because she's pressing. So, so when he wasn't feeling it, he would take her, he'd take her to church, no problem. But when he started feeling it, I need to now pull her out of it because it's convicting me. Right? So he's like, man, so now he's like, fear, I got to control her. You, hey, you don't need to be going to church, first step. Second step is you leave this house and go to church. I'm changing the locks on the doors because he was the financier, right? And so, so she's like, God, you, I'm going to church. She goes to church, she comes back, guess what? The locks on the doors were changed. So she's trying to get in, she couldn't get in, and they had a porch with a swing. So what she did was she went to the porch, to the swing, and they had a, a blanket. She wrapped herself in the blanket and sat at the door. It's just at nighttime, like, you know, out here, it gets cold at night. It gets cold. She's wrapped up. She ends up falling asleep, sitting at the door. In the morning, the husband gets up to get the newspaper, opens the door. She falls in. Boom! Gets up and says, sweetheart, what do you want for breakfast? He dropped to his knees and said, I need the God that you have. Because there's no... There's only one way I could be loved the way you're loving me. <laughs> now, now, guess what? In some people's mind, oh no, you got me twisted. Exactly. The word twisted is another word for wicked. See, again, that doesn't register to the natural mind at all. But suppose that's what it took to change your entire life. See, See, the fact that some of y'all responded that way shows you you have limits. That means you're not giving all of you to God. So you're not, gonna, you're not flowing with his momentum. All right, just, I mean, just something to think about. That's why you don't forgive people, because you're like, oh, no, 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 they're going to pay. Even though God said, pray for them that despitefully uses you. All right, so anyway, we're talking about momentum. Look, look, David says in Psalm 27, 13, he says, I would have fainted. I would have given up unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. See, fainted meaning I would have stopped my momentum 
unless I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Scripture says, be not weary in well-doing, but you'll reap if you faint not, if you don't give up. See, that well-doing is keeping up. You got a momentum going. But as soon as you get to that place now where it costs you your heart, it costs you your, your compliance, it costs you your tradition, it costs you yourself, that's when you're going to kick in the supernatural momentum. That's when most of us turn around and default back to what we've always done. Right? And we miss out on God's momentum. All right, that's Psalms 27, 13, right? Now, 1 Peter 2, 15, let's go there real quick. 1 Peter 2, 15. I said, you're like, please, I, she lost her mind. You know, I, you know, I'd have got up this morning and punched him in the face. Like, how you going to lock the doors, you know? <laughs> I, know I know that's what some of y'all was thinking. Some of y'all have already done it. The difference between you and that person, that person's husband ended up being all over the world, one of the powerfulest men of God in the world. Healing thousands to this day he's a he's a general that's impacting lives some of the stuff you hear in this church is because of that guy but he would have never crossed over to be that man of God if she didn't sacrifice her ego sacrifice her pride sacrifice her own understanding and said I'm gonna give them what I'm gonna give this man of God what God sent me here for I'm his help me, I need to help him to cross over into God. And the only way I'm going to do that is I'm going to have to get past myself. God's taking the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So again, we talk about being led by the Holy Spirit in, in, in a, a master life class. You ain't going to master a life in Christ without yielding to the Holy Spirit and getting past yourself. Right? So yeah, that, 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 that wasn't a parable. That wasn't a, a fairy tale. That was actually a true story. Right? Okay, I just thought I'd help you out. Because suppose that's the key. That's what's been missing. Okay, all right. So, 1 Peter 2, 4, 15. 1 Peter 2, verse 15. 1 Peter 2, verse 15. It says, for so is the will of God, that with well-doing, remember, be not wearing well-doing, ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Right now, it says uh, uh, with well doing. Now, now well doing is fulfilling God's vision for your life, not your vision, but God's vision. We talked about that. I'm not going to get back into that. So, 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 so it's having a God's vision is keeping us in in a certain momentum. Now, our vision this year, of course, is momentum, but spiritual momentum is God's pace for our lives. God's will is God's pace for our life. Our vision is our pace for our life. So God has a pace, and we have a pace. Paul said, uh, uh, I've, I've run the course. I've, I've you know, right, well, well, I finished my race at my pace, right? And so, uh, you know, and I gave you the story last week of the, the guy that, that runs uh, marathons and track, you know, at 60-something years old, and he, and, and he was schooling me because I didn't know these people have a pace. So he says, uh, you know, we, we, and I watch them, you know, I get to the Y, I go to play basketball. They get there, they, they stretch, get loose, and they go running. And so what he said was, normally if I'm preparing for a marathon, he runs like maybe a seven-minute mile. You know, every mile is at least, has to be at least seven minutes or, or under, right? 
Now, if you ain't Ryan, Ryan, if you're not a runner, seven minutes is like, are you kidding me? I'm about to die for just a mile. But he's running miles, who knows, 10 or whatever, you know, to prepare for a 26.2 mile marathon. And he says, so Keith, if you see me running, or if I'm coming out of the Y and I'm running that day, he's like, hey, I want to run with you. What you would ask me is, hey, what pace are you running? If I say seven minutes, if you say, yes, I'm joining you, I want to run with you. Listen, I want to run with you. You're saying I'm running at your pace. I'm not running faster or slower. He said, Keith, if I see you and you're running that day, and I, I, I'm used to running what, a seven-minute mile, and you're running eight and a half, then you, I say, hey, hey, Keith, I want to run with you. And I go, yeah, well, you, you know, uh, that's cool. I said, his name, Jerry, Jerry, uh, I'm running eight and a half mile pace. So every mile has to be at least eight and a half. He's used to running what? Seven. He said, what I'm going to do is, if I ask to run with you, I'm running eight and a half. No faster, no slower. I'm just going to run at your pace because I'm running with you. I'm in harmony with you. Look, look, look. I'm keeping momentum with you. Right? And so, 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 I, so when I left, I said, whoa, that'll preach. You know, run at your pace. Or, and recognize the pace of who you're running with. You know, this is, uh, uh, you heard the saying, birds of a feather flock together? Guess what? But they also fly to the same destination. So, you, so do we look at the lives of the people that we're spending our, the most of our time with? Because you're probably going to end up with their results. Especially if, if, if they're leading you. Okay, all right. <laughs> Whose pace are you running with? You don't just get their success, you get their compromise too. You know that, right? What they're exposing themselves to, guess what? You just expose yourself to. But some of us ain't even looking that hard, are we? And we're like, I don't understand why, 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 where does anxiety came from? Could it be that's the pace that you signed on to, but you never asked? I don't know where that fear is coming from. Why, why, do I, why am I being so pulled in lust all of a sudden? Could be that's the pace that you signed on? Too. Did y'all hear that ant in the back running across the room? <laughs> it was quiet enough. <laughs> all right, so I just. <laughs> all right, so 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 God has this pace, and so so the the vision is uh, the vision is yet for a point in time. At the end, it shall speak. Right, all right. It says, write the vision and make it plain. That they can run with it, that readeth it. So, the, so they're running with what? The vision that's written. The vision that's written is establishing the pace. And so, once you do, once we sign, do we sign on and we're in agreement? We're going. I'm going at that pace, right? Does that make sense? So we're not tripping if the pace is not meeting our pace. We've already committed to a particular pace, right? Right. And so, so I was talking to a young man, he's a, uh, he does a little sportscaster, he's in business, uh, guys like family, like a, like a son. And so we was having this conversation, he said, man, he said, he said, that's why I don't understand. He said, he said, I don't understand church. He said, because you told him what the pace was. He said, he, he said, he said you, you knew what the pace was when you signed on. So why did you quit? 
This is what he said, right? Um, and so, so when Paul said, I kept my course, you could say I kept my pace, I finished my course, I kept the faith, which would be I trusted God's pace, right? Uh, 2 Timothy 4, verse 7. 2 Timothy 4, verse 7. Now, of course, Hebrew tells us to lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us, the thing that could be slowing our pace, right? So, so, so in other words, if I start running with you, actually, this happened to me this week. So, again, my schedule's been crazy. So I haven't been able to play ball like I normally play. But I'm trying to get back, back in shape and back to playing. And so, uh, so Nate asked me to play with him on Tuesday. So I, go, I get out there. When I first stepped out, we played in a different gym than we normally play. I looked out there. I said, man, that court looks longer. Now, I played it on those courts all my life. Why did it look longer? It didn't look longer based on the visual of the court. It's the same size. It looked longer based on how much in shape I was. So I was like, man, I, I'm going to have to put in some work today. But I wasn't planning to put in that work. So, so interesting, I played, I played every game. I, we played a lot of games. Even when I lost, you know, you had to make shots to play the next game. So, but I was feeling it the whole time. You know, at a certain point, my posture changed. You know, just cut that wind, you know, you like this, but but when things start tightening up, you, you kind of run like this, <laughs> like Cliff Young, you know, yeah. So, so I, I hang in there, I play, but I, you know, I felt that I said, and, and I told him, I said, you know what, I'm going to have to come out on Tuesdays now. What am I saying? Now I got to lay aside the weight that kept me off pace. See, so I, didn't, I didn't go, oh, no, we, we won't be coming out here no more. That's not what I said. I was like, oh, no, 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 this is good for me. Because it showed me how much in shape I really was in. Not, oh, so y'all think everybody need to be. There's one dude, and I remember him. Know why I remember him? Because last time I was there, I, I, you know, it was, it was supposed to be fathers. So I went, you know, I kind of, I went before I played with the younger guys on Wednesday morning. And I said, you know, I, you know, I didn't work out. I didn't warm up. I didn't stress like I normally stress. I'm like, man, I'm just going to be chilling anyway. Well, this dude, this, this guy's younger than everybody. He's just flying. So I had to play harder for us to win. And I was like, I didn't come out here for that. And then I ended up playing the next morning because I committed to that. And guess what? I had to take two, three weeks off of playing because I locked my back up, threw my back out, all types of stuff, because I wasn't ready for the pace. But I never got offended with nobody that was setting it. I had to... What I did was I had to get in shape. You, you guys still think I'm talking about basketball? No. Okay, all right, good. Let's make sure we're here. All right, so, so, so 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians 14. Let's make sure I'm not going too fast. Some of y'all might say, you are. You, no, hey, keep up. Stay on pace, all right? That's the thing. Even when you come to church, it's amazing how only at church, at your job, okay, they're going to change the schedule next week. Everybody got to be at work at five to get paid. Oh, y'all got me twisted. I ain't coming at five. You just lost your job. Right? Five o'clock. These people crazy. Five o'clock. What's wrong with them? Right? Guess what? You going to be there at five? You want to be there at five? You want to make the team? Uh, we, we practice at five. You want to be on the team? Guess what? 
I seen y'all. Y'all be, hey, we had to practice twice today. We had to practice this and that. Now, with everything else in our life, right? Like you in the military. You signed on to the military. You had to run a mile at a certain time, this, that, and the other. Guess what? You can't, oh, no, y'all got it twisted up in here. I only, I rarely even run. Well, well, you probably going to get left behind, but there's going to be some consequences, right? That's correct, right? Well, you, you, you're exacting the consequences now. You know, you, 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 you're setting the pace, right? Yeah, you're setting the pace. Oh, no, no, no. And, you know, imagine, no, no, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. What's your, what's your, what's your uh, uh, rank? E7 what? Don't nobody know what that is. What's that? So what is that? Um, uh, Sergeant First Class. So basically, you're like a manager. But what do you do? Like, don't you train? Don't you train people? Yes. What do you do? Okay. Oh, don't well, be nice. it depends because certain units are by myself. I don't have soldiers. There are other units where I've had soldiers. I'm talking about the soldiers. <laughs> but I was just, I'm just. What being, do you do with them? Okay, so you have to set basically depending on you got to figure out where they are. Then you have to set kind of like a regiment. So if you see that they fail the test, you have to figure out what is their weak areas and you counsel them. And then you have to make sure they. <laughs> then you have to do follow ups and make sure that they pass the test because if not, you don't get promoted, and they'll push you out the door. I do, but do some of them kick and scream, or run, or just get kicked out the door? They do kick and scream, but they have to do it. But you're a female. I'm a guy. Like, how you gonna be telling me what I need? It's called regulations. <laughs> it's, it's called what? Re regulations, though. Ah! Ah! Come on now. Oh, y'all didn't get all that? Y'all didn't get all that? It ain't personal, is it? The pace has already been established. The standard has already been set. To pass the test, this is what you got to do. Right? So it's independent of you kicking and screaming. But in everything else, we understand that. How come with church is different? You, you want to... You want to reduce the regulations, reduce the pace down to your, how you're comfortable. Then, then guess what? Then, then it's the other thing. Like, you go, listen, you guys are going too fast. Instead of saying, I need to catch up. What you, what is, what's the normal response? Y'all need to slow down. But the people that you're telling to slow down are, are the ones that have arrived at a place that you want to go. At that pace. The reason why you're not at where they are is because of your pace. But you want to dumb everything down to the pace, and that pace has gotten you what you're living with. They're trying to give you the pace to get what you desire. Right? Right? No, I, no we need some more amens. Now, y'all ain't trying to get me like that. Y'all ain't trying to get me like that. Amen. See, amen gets soaks it in. <laughs> All right, so anyway, that wasn't nice. Personal foul, unnecessary roughness. All right, so first, uh, first Corinthians 14. First Corinthians, because we, we're trying to pick up momentum. There's a momentum going. You got to keep pace. Look, verse 12. It says, so even so, even so ye, 
Corinthians 14, 12. Even so ye, for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts. You have a zeal to want to embrace spiritual gifts, right? Because there's a benefit. So in other words, there's a zeal to want to prize. You know, most people just focus on the prize, right? It says, seek ye, uh, seek that you may excel in the edifying of the church. Excel, that's a momentum word. So it's saying as much as you want spiritual gifts, you're, 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 what you're locking into basically is seeking first the kingdom of God, kingdom work, right? That you can benefit. What? Let me make sure I'm reading here. Edifying the building up. That means building up of what? The church. So, 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 so the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, hey, the gifts are readily available for those that are trying to build the kingdom. But those that are not trying to build the kingdom, so I'm just giving you gifts for your vision or your pace. I don't think it works. Hey, actually, all them people are being trained for a service. Right? Matter of fact, if they call you in the service now, right, you going. Right? Got to be what? Oh, that girl said you got to be ready. Because if you're not, it could cost you your life. Oh, it can cost other people their lives, too. Okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Ooh, Holy Spirit, what? So, so, so it's saying don't slow your pace at receiving God's gifts. Like don't shut it down as soon as you op start operating in gifts. Okay. Don't shut it down because you have, you, you've gained a level of success. Right? Don't shut it down because you've experienced a wonderful platform. Right? Because if you keep on going, you'll see how God's going to use that platform, use those gifts, use that success to build his church. Right? He didn't give it to you for you. He gave it to you for us. Right? Us, all of us in the body of Christ. Right? Does that make sense? So, accelerate to edifying of the church. Extend God. See, see how we edify in the church is part of the vision. What? Extending God's love to our family, friends, loved ones, strangers, and enemies. Right? That's part of the, the, the vision. Is, is, is where are you going to be with God? Where are you going to be in your covenants and family? But where are you going to be in extending God's love to our family, friends, loved ones, strangers, enemies? I, I added that, you know, because that's what we're trying to extend love to, right? And so, so, so it's, it's, it's a, bar, a part of, look, look, Acts 4, Acts 4. So, 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 so we had this uh, interesting thing called momentum that took place in the Bible. It's a spiritual momentum. And so, so, so give, just give you a backdrop. In Acts chapter 1, uh, so Jesus said, we talked about this earlier today in Master Life class. It's expedient that I go. I'll leave you a comforter. Y'all remember that scripture? We read it earlier. Right? And so, so, then, so, so he told them, he said, hey, 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 hey. As, as expedient that I go, he said, but I need you to tarry, wait in the upper room. It was for a point of time. It's not tarrying forever, you know. It's just wait, wait in Jerusalem. Stay in agreement. Stay on pace. Be ready, right? Be ready. Uh, I'm going to endow you or fill you with power. After that, the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You're going to be a witness to me. Now you're going to impact the kingdom. Because of that power that's going to fall on you. That's Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts chapter 2 was the manifestation of what God says. So the momentum is, hey, you connected with me. I'm going to, I'm leaving, but I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. You got to receive him. Now, and you're going to get power. The next stage was they was filled with power, like cloven tongues of fire. And then 
The next thing after that is, man, they're going around, uh, 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 the guy standing at the, at the gate called Beautiful, and she was like, hey, man, can I get a couple of dollars? He's like, really? If I give you a couple of dollars, you had a good day. But if I heal you, not only will you have a great life, but you're going to change lives because people have been seeing you at this gate not able to move or operate. And when they see you, yo, yo, what's up, Pete? Yo, 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 you want to go shoot some ball? Hold on. First of all, how are you not sitting at that gate unable to walk? Oh, you don't understand. I, I met some men of God. And they gave me something that healed me. Oh, no, no, this God stuff is real. Hey, remember when I just could, I was just begging. And she, they said, silver and gold have we none. But what we have, we'll give to you. And they gave them healing. Right? Now, there's an uproar in the city now, because this, this dude's healed. And people were teaching protocol. They were teaching uh, uh, penance at the, around that time. Hey, if you give uh, seven, seven shekels and uh, three turtle doves and four goats, you'll be atoned for your sins. Because people were walking around with guilt. They created guilt so they can get paid. So people would show up, eh, eh, sheep, you know, uh, gold and stuff like that. And so now... They done, they done messed up the whole groove. It wasn't about money. It was about what that person needed to change their life to change others' lives. And so now they're like, these dudes tripping, man. They come in here healing folk. Right? And so, 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 so Peter starts speaking boldly. Peter denied Jesus three times, starts speaking boldly. He said, man, y'all tripping because we healed the guy. Is that a bad thing? Is that a bad thing that God moved? And so let's go uh, Acts chapter 4. We're still in 4, 31. It says, and when they had prayed, the place was shaking. So now they're getting an agreement. They see God's moving. So the momentum is there in agreement. When, the, when they had prayed, the place was shaking where they were assembled together. They were what? The place was shaking where they were what? Assembled together. Not in their own individual locations. Right? It says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost again. Because they had got filled in Acts chapter 2. And they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of what? One heart and of one soul. Now you have momentum of agreement of the same pace. Neither said any of them that all of the things which he possessed, whether it was gifts, whether it was resources, look, look, was his own. But had all things in common. And with great power, not exceedingly abundantly above power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of, Jesus, of, of the Lord Jesus Christ and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there anything, any among them that lacked for as many as were possessors of lands and houses sold them and bought the prices of things that were sold. The bottom line is they had momentum. They had momentum and it, it bleeded through everybody. It wasn't individualized. It was, it, it was a community. A community of momentum, Right? You got me there so far. Okay. All right, so, so, so basically they, they were harmonizing as a team. And I think about this because I've been uh, uh, privileged to be a part of teams and coach teams. And I remember the teams that were in agreement. We just won championships. Like, just like we was always winning. But I remember the teams that were good and we didn't win championships. Somebody always veered off to their own thing. All right, we was playing in the, uh, the Summer Pro-Am League and we was playing a top team but we had 
An average team is individuals, but together we could beat anybody. And we, we, we're winning to a point where the other team was, was celebrating when they went up by a couple points. I'm like, they're, they got all the top pros, all the top college players, and they're celebrating. I said to myself, we got them now. If they think it's a big deal to be up by a couple of points playing against us, they value us more than their abilities. But one person on the team decided, yo, I ain't get the ball enough. And I saw the, the whole anointing change. I just saw the whole, the whole anointing change, and we end up losing the game. All because that, that person got in their own head. I just saw it. I used to see it all the time. I saw the whole thing flow. But we were in agreement. We were flowing together, but that person got, what about me? I, 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 coached, I coached some teams uh, uh, when I was working in corrections that played in the different high schools. Kids had great opportunities, but the way they would blow it, they would get in their own head. Well, I want to do this. When do I get to do this? And it would cost the team. Right? So, so, so God has established a particular flow, and he, he, he's established a particular pace. And the way we get what God wants is we win as a team. And the thing is, we've got great people in here, but the thing is, it's a difference being launched out into what God wants you to do off a great platform, but are launched out and pretty much don't nobody know who you are. You want a Super Bowl, you, you have a job anywhere you want. You was just a good coach on the team that left early. You may get a job, but eh, you, you can't pick and choose. You have to take what's available, right? And so that's the thing. When you win with, with, with a family, it puts you on a platform to win, period. And so, so I was thinking through this. Um, I was thinking through this, this whole pace thing. I was thinking how people sign on to, you know, I was thinking about Aaron's Christmas in the church and momentum. And so you already know what the pace is. So the thing is, if you know what the pace is, why are you bothered? If it doesn't line up with your pace. Because you've already signed on to the pace. Does that make sense? Was that, was that, was that an amen, sweetheart? Did I hear yeah, and, and that's the thing. The thing is, again, you already know by now. You know us. It's not self-serving, but this is how we've lived our entire lives: finding out God's pace, finding out where we're supposed to be connected, and keeping up with that pace. And God has thrust us into every aspect of our lives. And so, so it's it's it's, it's amazing how it's difficult for us to keep up with God's pace. It's almost like we trust our own understanding more than we do God's pace. But we always keep returning back to what? God's way of doing things. So people use terms like um, momentum for a reason. So momentum is, it describes the ease of change because the people are, hardly, are highly motivated to move in the direction of the leadership that they're following. So, so leadership, like at a church, God has a certain direction. He gives it to leaders. Leaders give what that vision is, and people are highly motivated to harmonize with that vision. So they pick up a pace. They pick up momentum. 
the more they're in agreement with. Some of you have businesses, some of you are managers. How does your team flows better when there's harmony and agreement, right? But if everybody is complaining based on things not going their way, how, how do things flow? You know, when you have the people you train and everybody's in agreement, flow smooth. Because we all on the same pace. We don't have to slow down because this person don't want to keep our pace. We don't have to ch keep changing what we're doing. Remember, when I first started coaching, I had all these intricate college uh, 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 drills and stuff like that. And I was like, well, that's not working. They, they can't do Then I kept breaking that, breaking it down, breaking it down to a place where we were all in agreement. And it was phenomenal. I have it on film. I've never seen nothing like that, but it was harmony. You owe it to yourself to experience the effect of agreement. Like you're looking for people to fix themselves. I think it starts with you. Like we're always looking, if they do this, Okay, normally we're focusing on the thing that we've already mastered. But what about the things you haven't? I guarantee you if you say if they do this, they've already mastered the things that you haven't. How about figuring out how to harmonize? Right? Coming up, tapping into wisdom. We talk about it all the time as leaders when our, in our one-on-one -on -one conversations. We always talk about, I said, baby, there's always wisdom for everything. Right, and we always talk about how we can come up with wisdom to to again get people what they need so they can harmonize. See, so so God wants us to have momentum, and He wants to put His hand on us. See, the Lord had us lay hands on people, but suppose they were whoa, whoa! He almost laid His hands on me. Whoa, whoa, whoa! He almost laid His hands on me. Whoa, whoa, whoa! He almost suppose everybody just kept moving, right? As as hands was being laid. Right? As God was moving, everybody was moving. Right? Instead of being in place. Right? So when God's trying to lay his hands, if we're out of position or out of place, out of harmony, what happens? It's not a, it's not a punishment. It's, I'm looking at, see, God laid his hands on Elijah, and, and it says he outran the chariots to Jezreel. His, his hand was upon him. So God is looking to put his hand upon us. We have to be in position, in place, on pace. God's looking to change the, the insurmountable situation. See, that, that momentum, it's a force that's, it's the force that forges our passion. That our passion for the things of the kingdom. It's our unction to keep us moving in the purpose, keep us in step, Right? So his, his, his anointing and his glory is the weight that's pushing that momentum. But you got to be in position to be saturated with it. Listen, that young lady, as much as y'all think she was crazy or supernatural for what she did, she was out of her mind. That's, that's, listen, she was out of her mind. You're, how you assessed it, you assessed it in your mind. And how you would process things. She didn't calculate that. She didn't plan that. She was so saturated with the presence of God. She went against even her own logic. To do something out of her mind. That's changed the world. But she didn't go when I do this. My husband's going to be one of the greatest people in the entire world. No she didn't do that. 
She was being obedient to her part to keep things in pace. It took something supernatural to override something natural. Right? It took that glory. Right? It took that glory. It took that glory. And, and this is the thing. God wants, he's, vision is momentum. He wants to have momentum. But we got to be in place. We got to be on pace. You know, you, you have to be on pace. And the thing is, it's not, it's not even convict, it's not condemnation. And it's not, um, how can I put it? It's not even putting nobody down. It's just like, hey, this is the target, like that compass. I got to calibrate myself to this. What I can do, I will. What I can't do, I'm trusting God. Be confident in this very thing that he's begun a good work and you will perform. And, and all I'm saying is this. There's stuff that you know is keeping you from being out of pace, right? Stuff you know, right? Okay, and it bothers you. You don't like it. Some of us have when stuff bothers us, we pretend it's not there, right? You know, it's, this young man over here says, call denial, <laughs> right? He said that. I didn't say it. He said it. But, but it's like, you know, you kind of like, what? What? What you talking about? What? I ain't see that. I, I have no idea. You, you, you ever have a conversation with somebody, they're sharp enough to defend their position, but not sharp enough to recognize what they need to own. You ever see that? Right? You ever, you ever experienced that in y'all conversations? I just do that in there because they're married. I just said they're married. I just, I'm not in their conversation. I don't know their business. Right? She pleading the fifth, so evidently the Holy Spirit is accurate. Right, right. So, 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 so when you, when, the, the thing about that is, I know it's hard to embrace what you can't do. It's hard to embrace where you're missing it. It's hard to embrace the things that don't give you that uh, shine. But those are the things you have to embrace for God to pick up momentum. Yeah, so, so, so you got people to do that. Now you got the people that, that create diversions, Right? You know, uh, uh, some of them are extremes once they recognize that the, when somebody really shows them the pace that they're on they may extreme they may have a panic attack because people focus on a panic attack and they're not focusing on okay what, we, what was we talking about before you or some people will will lash out at you so now you responded to them lashing out and the conversation went all types of ways you forgot the very thing hold on wait wait hey hey Right? So you have that. Then some people, uh, they, 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 I don't want to call it, I'm saying it's respectful. It's the only way I can think of Play dumb. You know, selective, what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? These are all things we've either done or we've experienced. Right? Does that, does that make sense? But what are we doing with all these things? We're avoiding what? Recognizing how to get back on pace. Like you said, you, what you do is you evaluate where they are, right? And once you find out where they are and what's stopping them from passing the test because the goal is to qualify them, not disqualify them, right? So, so you could say, oh, no, dude, you ain't up to speed. Y'all out. That's not what you're doing. You're saying, hey, if we do this, you can actually pass the test, right? 
if we do this. But suppose they go, man, ain't nobody trying to do all that. They're not going to pass the test. You're not punishing them, are you? They've disqualified themselves. So they have to accept, right, what they're unaware of. Because when they came out there, they believed they could pass the test. They actually thought they were sweeter. They thought they was in more shape than they were. They thought they were stronger than they were. They looked at, they sized themselves up with you. was like, oh, I can do this. Oh, oh. Well, I thought I possibly could, maybe. It's almost like military American Idol. Like you think you can sing, you believe you can sing. You're telling yourself you can sing, but there are people that are actually telling you the reality of where your voice is. Right? Yeah, y'all watch the show, you'd be like, oh really? Seriously? And then what do y'all say? Why would you embarrass yourself like that? Why would you come on nationwide TV and be exposed. Like it took nationwide TV for you to realize what people have been telling you your whole life. So, so you, you elevated to that embarrassment, didn't you? Because you could have got it privately. You could have accepted it. So that's what happens, right? You're going to come before all these people. You're going to sacrifice time, energy, and everything to get embarrassed out there doing boot camp. When you could have accepted where you were before you even went there. I'm not talking about boot camp and I'm not talking about American Idol. I'm talking about our lives. We, we are operating this way. And the whole time we go, well, I don't understand why they got the prize. Because they on pace. They won the race with the rest of us. You were back there. Telling yourself you were exactly where we were. We done ran the race like they did when I, my first 10K. The old people finished the race and went out to the track and kept on running. My back was all locked up and everything. I was like, and listen, this is when I was a top athlete. Jumped out the sky, ran fast, everything. But, but guess what? The reality, ooh, ooh, the reality of looking at the, that 10K while I was driving on those roads was totally different than running on that road. You don't recognize those heels in a car. Like you don't feel them the same way because the car just zoo, you know. But, but when I was running, I was like, where did this come from? Like, hey, when is this over? Not in the car. And the car is like, zoom, breathing through. I didn't ask when it was over. I didn't even recognize it was a hill. But there's a, another reality. And this is what God is trying to do with us. He's trying to get us to recognize what we can't see so we can get what we say we want to be. But he's asking us to trust the instructor. They've been certified. They've been trained. And they've been appointed, been delegated the authority to get you in shape. To help you to pass the test. But if you sit there and go, she don't know what she's doing. Well, I don't think that's necessary. You're saying this from a position of wanting something to a person that already has it. And you're telling a person that already has it how, how you're supposed to get it, but they have it. And then you're assuming they didn't go by your path. You're assuming they had your denials. Right? 
You're just assuming. And I guarantee you some people are going to walk out this door and get in themselves. Justify their positions. Get an attitude. Who does he think he's talking to? And I said, William, did I say a name? Besides yours just now. <laughs> I didn't say no names, did I? I mean, through the, I wasn't like, I'm talking about you, I'm talking about you. you ain't, I didn't do none of that, did I? I just gave you a scenario and knowing it applies. Now, privately, you can accept, shift, change, and embrace. When it becomes public is when your denial gets to a point where you're on a stage. That ain't the time to be exposed. Right. It hurts more. Right. Listen, some people on, on, listen, there's some people right now, their whole lives was changed because they went on one of these shows. American Idol or whatever, or why? Because not only did they realize what they can't do, they were embarrassed in front of millions of people. So everywhere they go, they're looking at people, like, how you doing? And people start smiling. Instead of saying, hey, hey, you happy to see me? They're going, oh, you saw the show, didn't you? Oh, you know. There's, there, there's people, whole life has, has changed because of a certain platform. They've gone into depression. They had to see psychologists. One guy missed two free foul shots in the game. That could have won the game. Pure shooter. Never missed shots. Missed two fouls, it's cost him the game. His career was done. He, he, hypnotist, psychologist. He, he said the person, right? Psych, he went, this guy went through everything. Now, you would think the next time he had shoot foul shots, he may be questioning what happened before. No, this was any shot. Millions of dollars, professional athlete. In the prime of his career, this wasn't no old guy. But on that stage, what, 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 how he felt embarrassed just carried through the rest of his life. There's a guy I know, he's a pastor, he's a cool guy, but zeal, he's just always out in front, doing his own thing, didn't consult with nobody to start. But I, I knew him, I was just up and coming, we, we were cool people, well, well, he moved in our neighborhood. And so, all right, they don't know who you are, they don't know. All right, so, so we saw him when he was on this, 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 this con. Man, hey, man, this, that, and the other. This is so exciting of a person. Great person to talk to. This dude avoided us like a play. We was in the same park. It was almost like, hi, don't talk to me. But he wasn't against us. He was like, they know. They know. They know what I did to lose my ministry. They know what I did to rush to a platform that my character wasn't ready for. He's not in ministry to this day. Is that the goal, y'all? To rush to fall? I'm not just talking about ministry. I'm just saying everything we're doing. Come on, man. Trust God's pace. All right? Trust God's pace. I didn't say no names. I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to put nobody down. I, Listen, similar to the instructor over here, that we just want to qualify everybody. All the information is to qualify. Right? We'll assess where you are and why you're not passing the same test. Do I do that with you or not? Yes, sir. I just want to make sure everybody hears Yes, sir. Right. But I, like, but, but I ain't going, oh, no, 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 no. As far as I'm concerned, he's no longer existing. No. He's a great man. 
God wants to do great things. I keep giving them what it takes to qualify. I can't make them take it. That's what we're doing across the board. We're not insecure. If you got to look around. But guess what? We're not enablers either. I don't have to repeat that. We're not enablers. Y'all know what enablers are. So, so people that just stuck in their own pride. We can't keep endorsing that. Feeding that. So now, we, so now you put yourself in a position where you got, you, you, everything you feel is going to hurt. Not, we didn't do it. You did it. All because of denial. Stand on your feet. That's enough.